as you all know, we have completed Swadeshi Indology 1 conference and we are at the stage of completion of the Swadeshi 2 Indology conference. Now, the papers that were presented in these two conferences were um, handled in a very professional way. We decided that there should be a double-blind procedure of the examination of uh, the papers. That is, the writers of the papers will not know who is going to review those papers. <coughs> and the reviewers do not exactly know who are the persons who have authored the papers. So this is done to ensure that there is a maintenance of a good quality and standard. Now, the one problem that we find with the publications of most Indian scholars is that they are not academically of a very high standard oftentimes. There is weaknesses in format, in presentation, in style, and there's no knowledge of maintaining good bibliography or attention to diacritics and so on. This, there are very many illnesses of our, our uh, uh, scholars writing books, so not in the standard format. So we have tried to ensure that it is in no way <coughs> falling short of international standards. The best of scholars that write in the West and the scholars that we present here should be of a comparable standard and in no way should it be considered as um, inferior. In fact, I was hurt when, when I read the review by a foreign scholar of one of our writers, that's not of this group, some decades ago. This is a, uh, an excellent book by an Indian author and as a pleasant surprise, th there are not many errors in the book. That's what he had written. So attention to detail and meticulousness are very important and we have tried to ensure that the papers presented here are of an excellent standard. We chose Palak as the theme of these two conferences and that is because there is what is called in Sanskrit a Pradhana Malla Nibarhana Nyaya. If you have vanquished the most powerful of the enemies, you have as well vanquished most others who are inferior to him. So Raju Malhotra chose, he picks his battle very well in being different and in battle for Sanskrit. He describes why and how he chose Palak as a worthy rival to be handled. And as a result, we have seen that one of the best scholars of the West and the one who is the most acclaimed, one who is politically quite powerful and influential, as to have influenced even the Indian government and who sought to influence even our traditional matas has now been tackled here and his ideas and his analysis has been shown to be flawy and faulty on multiple grounds and <clears throat> another very great plus point of these two conferences is that a good majority of them are youngsters who have done this work of analyzing Pollock's works and a good many of them again come from the fields of science and technology and have good grounding in Sanskrit. So many of these, that you see Manjushri for example, or, or Meera or Narendran, all these come from the background of science and engineering and are well grounded in Sanskrit. So they can write in Sanskrit, they can speak in Sanskrit, so they have the authenticity. Now a problem with a good many educated Indians is that they know how to read English. Many of them are good at English and they don't have, they don't have any, an idea of what an authentic translation, for example, of the Ramayana is and whatever is easily available, they would look into it and go through that and be influenced by that. And sometimes they intuitively feel that something is wrong with what Pollock is saying. So 
but they don't have the ability or the tools or the confidence to handle this and see where he is going wrong and why he is going wrong. So they can only be silent, so uh, very passive receivers. So this should not happen. And if you want to criticize Pollock, it should be on solid grounds. And therefore, this solidity is what is insisted upon here. And uh, <coughs> this is what we have to do. Now, uh, Raji Malhotraji has pointed out how um, Indian scholars, if they need to be trained in Western modes of thinking, they go there or learn from them and get converted into their ideology. Now, this is something like the situation of <coughs> a person who's trying to commit suicide. The policeman comes, comes there and says, committing suicide is wrong. Then the fellow says, okay, just give me one minute. I'll tell you why I'm committing suicide. The policeman listens to his story and then he says, okay, I too will commit suicide. So <laughs> this is what's happening. So we must remember the tale of Kacha and Kumarila. They went into the opposite camp because they were well grounded in their own tradition. They could not get see, befooled by the ideology of other, how, however strong it was or however intelligent it was. So this grounding first in our own tradition is what is very important and therefore uh, it's very important that we scholars have a good and strong grounding in Sanskrit. See, for something like 5,000 years, India, the whole of India, because Sanskrit is the only pan-Indian language, the, the thinking of India has all been, always been through Sanskrit. And if we do not know Sanskrit, then we can say nothing authentically about our tradition. So this becomes very important that our young scholars should um, have a sound ground of um, Sanskrit. And further, it is not sufficient. There have been many scholars of the Ramayana and uh, those who have even studied the commentators and they are not able to handle the criticisms hurled at the Ramayana by the West. And that is because they have not tried to study how the other approaches. It is only when you know the other that you know yourself the better. And there, in fact, in Shastras like Ayurveda, it says, Yekam Shastra Shastrantam So if you study only one Shastra, you do not really know even that Shastra. And therefore, you must know many other things. So the uh, knowledge of comparative religion and comparative philosophy, these are also important. And our students, our youngsters here, especially those who come from the background of science and technology, they have wonderful modern tools so they can analyze things with a certain boldness which a mere traditional pundit cannot and therefore this is what is essential and it's not sufficient even to keep reading the original of the Ramayana and so on. We must know how things are being handled and for this a most wonderful godsend uh, tool for us today is writings of Raju Malhotra. I would say that um, almost every one of us should do something like one hour per day reading of Raju Malhotra's various writings and looking at his videos because he has spent some 25 years of tapas he has done for analyzing what is happening. See, I myself had been very much worried. So for the past 30 years or more, I have been very distressed by the writings of um, Wendy Doniger, of Leharty and the like. But I did not know how to tackle, how to handle. Now, no journal in India or abroad would dare, say, accept an article written against these, uh, the so-called luminaries of the West. And therefore, the global perspective of what the West has done to other cultures and what they are trying to do our, to our culture, this can be grasped uh, most clearly 
and as relevant to most of us or every one of us in the writings of Raju Malhotra and therefore that must be done. Now, what are our plans for the future? So, after this, two, see already we have, you have seen the books released. So, uh, two monographs have been released. So, that is our achievement and one um, proceedings has been released. So, and next we want to take up the um, writing, the, the papers presented in this conference also. And we are thinking of arranging them theme-wise and producing the volumes. So it may come to about five, five or six volumes, these two conferences put together and the monographs that are being um, presented. So up to six volumes of something like 250 pages each would be a befitting reply. So Polak would never have dreamt that in a matter of two years, this much can be achieved and his ideas so, so clearly analyzed and criticized. So in, in, the, in the short future, we are intending to uh, <coughs> hold uh, three conferences and I would suggest to everyone of you to be serious about that. So it is important, in fact, just yesterday, Raju Malhotraji was telling that even after you have finished the paper, keep reading Palak because uh, there are different points that he makes out in different papers of his and it is only one who has gone through the most of his papers that can get a clearer picture of what he is saying and why he is saying. So there is much to be read between the lines and Rajamalatra himself has done this work of reading between the lines and seeing the uh, undercurrent of his ideas. And uh, I think uh, going this way, Sudeshi Indology Conference Series will make great achievements. In fact, Rajamalatra has plans of um, taking some of the best in the um, presenters of the papers and holding a conference in the West. So bearding the lion in its own den as they say and showing them what they are. So thank you Raju Malhotraji for ins inspiring this series of conferences. And this is, <coughs> one thing is very clear, namely that all the participants have the clear feeling that it is a part of their tapas and the spirit of yajna. So to uh, respect our heritage and salvage it from the clutches of the West. So it is the West that is conducting every conference on Hinduism. All the journals on Hinduism or Hindu philosophy are being held by the West. So if Hindus are also a part of it, it's only as long as they are subservient to them and uh, simply accept their categories. So the things are now going to change and a great change is to follow. Thank you, sir. Namaskar.